welcome to our latest monthly update on the Nairn County podcast, hosted by me, Michael Bochel, and our director of football, Gray McLeod. We are getting towards the start of pre-season, and there is plenty to update you all on. Graham, how are you? It's been a busy summer for you so far. Do you want to give us an update on the team? Yeah, Michael, I not bad, thank you. Um, just getting ready to get back into the swing of it. Um, been in touch with all the players over the last um, week or so to cement in the details for pre-season. Uh, everybody's ready and raring to go to get back into it. Uh, we're expecting 21 bodies there uh, fit and raring to participate in full contact training uh, from Saturday. Uh, the only absentee uh, remaining is Lewis Mitchell uh, and Lewis successfully underwent uh, an operation on his shoulder um, a couple of weeks back uh, and is now in the uh, in recuperation for that, ready to, to begin his rehab and we expect him to be able to rejoin the group in about three months' time. So Lewis is the only absentee at the moment. Everybody else uh, fit uh, and ready to go. That's good. I mean, obviously, guys like Scotty Davidson will be back after uh, a lengthy layoff. And obviously, we, we, we've got a, a new arrival, um, a familiar face into the squad and, and re-signed Gordy McNabb. Can we expect any new rival arrivals over the coming weeks? Uh, yeah, we're still on the, the lookout for, for additions to the squad. Uh, that piece of work never really stops. Um, in terms of anything imminent, there's nothing uh, nothing that's on the verge of being done yet. Um, we won't be adding to the squad, as I say, this week before um, before training starts, certainly. Uh, we'll wait and see. Things will settle down. Um, I think players across the league will get a feel for how where they stand in the manager's plans when they go back. So you might see some movement uh, across the clubs pick up in the next couple of weeks, um, leading up to the start of the pre-season friendlies and then, of course, leading into uh, the start of the campaign on uh, the 23rd of July. But uh, in terms of us um, actually adding anyone imminently to the squad, there's nothing further to report on that. As you, you mentioned there, so as we're recording this, uh, pre-season start and in a couple of days on the Saturday. Can you take us through a little bit about what the players will be doing um, initially, obviously in, the, in those first few sessions as well as they ramp it up for the start of the new season? Yeah, definitely. Uh, a lot of um, just getting the touch back um, at the start. I suppose um, pre-season has a, uh, I suppose a lot of negative connotations. Uh, people just have this vision of turning up and running and running and running until you're sick almost um, to get fitness up. But Players all look after themselves these days. That sort of um, training is not really needed. Um, the break that the players have um, is is more and more condensed each year as well. Players are then doing their own thing over the close season. So we'll get straight into um, ball work with them. Um, Ronnie's philosophy is that you know you never really have to run more than 10 or 20 yards in one go in a game. If you do, then you're out of position. So, um, so it's all based around short, sharp sprints and being able to do numerous sprints one after the other for a continuous period as opposed to just running the length of the park constantly so um, a lot of stuff short sharp work uh, plyometric work um, flexibility stuff um, as I say stuff uh, loads of drills with the footballs as well uh, and of course the players have already some of them have already started um, some stuff with us as well we've had um, for the last sort of four weeks we've had about half the squad have been in with the the physio uh, working on strength and conditioning um, a hope and a sort of injury, injury prevention work to, to try and build up some muscle groups to prevent um, 
reoccurring injuries or previous injuries from returning as well. So we're hoping to see the benefit of that sort of stuff as well. But uh, yeah, so lots of um, lots of football work uh, and getting back into it. And then as we approach um, the pre-season friendlies, it's it's getting into the working with the shape of the team. Uh, how the manager wants uh, the team to set up, who's going to play where. Of course, that's very loose. Maybe it's a, maybe it's a word for it going into the pre-season friendlies because the pre-season's an opportunity to try out new things, play players and maybe different positions to see if that might be something that we could work at going forward, try different formations as well. Uh, but then as it builds towards the end of pre-season, the manager will then obviously look to nail down what he anticipates being uh, his team that he's going to select for the opening fixture, uh, whoever that may be against. Yeah, so we announced our pre-season schedule uh, and, uh, recently, and, and there's some interesting games in there. Can you take us through why we're facing some of those sites? Yeah, of course. So uh, we always look to have a variety in pre-season. We look to have some games against some stronger opposition or some opposition that we're maybe on a par with. So we have some uh, competitive fi- or for fixtures where we're going to be tested fitness-wise. Uh, we're then also taking on some junior teams, which is always difficult as well because these teams um, are always well up for it when they want to be prove a point that, they're, um, that their players are capable of uh, competing at a high league level. So we take on um, these teams as well. Uh, so it gives us a good variety and a good mix uh, of opposition. Um, unfamiliar... Uh, opponents for us this year uh, in the Washington Huskies from uh, the University of Washington over in America. Uh, so we're really, really looking forward to to welcoming, welcoming them to Nairn uh, and taking them on. Uh, I'm sure it'll be a great game and a great occasion for us. A uh, very strong team. Um, we know we'll be up against it. Um, but as I say, uh, at this stage of the season, it's all about minutes in the legs for the players, uh, building up fitness uh, and one of the best ways to do that is to, to take on uh, a team who are going to be full of young and fit and hungry and enthusiastic players. Um, and we certainly anticipate that's what the case is going to be when we uh, welcome Washington Huskies to Station Park on July the 2nd. Yeah, so just to confirm those fixtures, as as you say there, Graham, 2nd of July, Saturday the 2nd of July, we're, we're playing the Washington Huskies at Station Park. We follow this up. Um, with a game away to New Elgin Juniors on the, uh, Tuesday the 5th of July, which will be a 7.30pm kickoff. We then welcome uh, Forest Mechanics to Station Park on Saturday the 9th of July with a 3pm kickoff. Then we're, um, back, we're go, we go to Forest actually uh, on Tuesday the 12th of July with a 7.30pm kickoff against Forest Thistle. And we finish our pre-season as it stands on Saturday the 16th of July with quite an interesting away tie at Clyde Bank, um, which will be a 2pm kickoff at Home Park in Clyde Bank. And, you know, Clyde Bank will, will obviously be another uh, interesting challenge for for the guys uh, and, and Ronnie, uh, a team that did quite well in the Scottish Cup last season, knocking out senior sides, including Elgin City. So, yeah, an, an interesting and exciting pre-season schedule for the club. Online tickets are now on sale for the Washington Huskies and Forest Mechanics games. If you haven't done so already, download the Fanbase app and select Nairn County as your favourite team. You'll be able to then see our fixtures, buy tickets, uh, including season tickets, 
and, and see some of our latest social updates. Normally, we would have expected to have our Highland League fixtures for next season already. Uh, unfortunately, due to this dispute between Fort William and the league, these have been held up until a judgment is made. We are hoping um, this won't uh, take much longer, so keep your eyes peeled and, and we'll hopefully be able to announce that as soon as we can. Obviously, it's not just the, the first team game that are um, looking uh, at pre-season training just coming around the corner. We've got the reserve side as well. You attended the North Caledonian League AGM recently, and there's at least one new team in the league um, that our reserve side will be facing, isn't there? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I was there on uh, Monday. Uh, yeah, so uh, Clacknock had in a fold in our footsteps and uh, are entering a reserve side into the North Caledonian League, so that uh, that takes the number of teams in the league up to 12, which is fantastic um, to have another side uh, in there. Uh, obviously, we know um, we know the guys there well. We've competed with Clark and when it was uh, when we both competed in the Inverness, uh, sorry, in the the under 20s league, um, and we've um, also played a couple of friendlies against them since we've moved on to the. Uh, to the North Caledonian League as a reserve side so um, we'll be reading your acquaintances with uh, the guys there uh, sometime next season so they're a confirmed addition um, and of course the the ongoing situation with Fort William um, who may possibly be in obviously can't say too much uh, about what's going on there but may possibly be um, an, an, an extra addition to the North Caledonian League which would um, again, increase the numbers. Um, I, I can't remember what date it was, but I did read uh, this week that it's the highest number of entries in that league for a number of years now. So, uh, which is good. It's fantastic for um, for amateur level sort of football in the area. Um, it's great for our guys to have different teams to go and play against. Uh, it's great for the coaches to be able to put their wits against um, a broad range of different. Um, at different teams as well from across the north and essentially it's tier 6 football I say essentially it is tier 6 football it's one level below the tier that the first team play in so it's a fantastic um, grounding area for these players who um, are all striving to make it uh, into the first team and you know it gives them that fantastic experience of um, of playing adult football um, at a young age and, and really well stand them as I say, stand them in good stead for, um, for their future endeavours as a footballer, be it with ourselves or further afield. So yeah, we're really looking forward to getting going with that. Um, Stuart Finney, the head coach, has got his pre-season plans, um, in place as well. Um, just looking to finalise one or two things for some fixtures as well. But of course, once we have a confirmation on that, um, we'll be letting everyone know uh, when and where the games are on social media as ever. Yeah, and the draws for the Football Times Cup and the North Caledonian Cup were also made. Our reserves will face Loch Ness away in the second round of the Football Times Cup and take on said newcomers Clark Reserves in the first round of the North Caledonian Cup and that one also being away from home. As always, there are quite a number of things happening off the pitch to update you on and, and we thought we'd try something a bit different for our update this month. I caught up with committee member Derek Steele to talk about the incredible work he and his team of volunteers have been doing at the ground. Derek, thank you for joining me on the podcast. Let's get into it. And I'm going to start with this simple question. Do we have the best pitch in the Highland League? And why is the answer yes? Michael, thank you for inviting me on. Um, 
We may not have the, the best pitch in the league, but we're certainly in the top one. I think that's a buying <laughs> cloth quote. Um, it's very difficult uh, to see your, the best pitch because you set yourself up for a fall, but we are very proud of the pitch. And I have to say right now, the pitch today is probably the best I've seen it in the four years I've been at the club. The quality of the surface is, because of what we'll talk about in a minute or two, is just first class. So um, I'd like to think we're certainly in top two or three in the league. Definitely. Yeah, um, and, and that's obviously testament to, to the work that yourself and, and the volunteers doing. You do some amount of work on the pitch during the season, as uh, let alone um, the amount of work that's ramped up over the summer. Can you take yep. us through what you've been up to since the final game against Tariff in April? So, Michael, the, the minute the game's over, almost, almost we take the goalpost down, so Ronnie can't um, arrange any extra games. Um, the first thing we do, we did was we, we vertically drained the pitch down to about nine inches, so basically deep spikes down to let the air and water into the park. We then scarified the pitch three different directions and removed all the debris. So if anyone's ever done a garden and scarified your front grass, then imagine that scaling up to a football pitch. We had a, a good skip full of, of rubbish came off the park, and that's the first time that's been done on Station Park, we reckon for at least eight years. So there's a fair amount of stuff came off. Um, after that, we then overseeded the pitch. The entire pitch was overseeded to a very dense degree. We then applied 30 tonne of sand, brushed it in, and then put three quarters of a tonne of fertiliser on the park. And that was all done on a day. Um, I must admit, after the scarifying was done, I thought, what have we done? Again, if you've ever scarified your grass, it looks terrible, and I thought, oh boy, but the the results are showing today, and when folk are back at the station park for the new season, I think they'll see a huge difference in the playing surface. Um, the ongoing jobs just now, today, for example, we're re-turfing the two touchlines, where the linesmen run up and down every season, it wears out pretty quickly, so we just re-turf these. We've done one side, the far away side, the Davy Johnson enclosure side, it's turning out to be a bit of a challenge because there was some um, subsidence there last year when we had the floodlight service where a big cherry picker came in, a 17-ton cherry picker. So it created a bit of um, a dent in the in the touch side. So we're we're working on that, and that's going to be a, take us right to the wire to get that done. Um, along with that, Michael, we're having to cut the grass every two days now because of because of this wonderful fertilizer we've put down and the grass. So every every second day we're having to cut the grass and the, that's at least half a day's work by the time we box the grass and empty the boxes. And alongside that, we've been refurbishing 50 of the advertising boards just by replacing the backboards because they're getting a bit warped and uh, giving them all a paint. So that's a touch of what we've been doing on the park in the close season, Michael. And, you know, if that's not enough, also you've, you've given yourself some other jobs in terms of, you know, there's other stuff happening that's not necessarily pitch or pitch side related. Um, there's work going on in the tea hut just now. There's hospitality uh, is getting improved. You, there's a building of a players' lounge going on, um, and a couple of bits more. So, could you just give us a little bit of information about what some of that stuff uh, and, and some of the work that's going on there? Yeah, certainly. So, the, in the order that you gave them, um, the tea hut last year, um, we had three lovely, uh, three or four lovely ladies took over the running of the tea hut as volunteers for us. I have to say that because one of them is my wife, 
So I better be, be nice about them. Um, they've done a fantastic job last year, to be honest, um, serving the, the, the teas and stuff and looking after our customers or guests every every game. So we felt it was important that this year we'd refurb the, the tea hut. So basically they've stripped it right out to everything. There's nothing in it right now. And they're just about to refit it with new kitchen units, uh, re new workshops, and just get a good a good tidy up ready for the new season, new flooring for the new season. So hopefully we'll keep them sweet and keep them happy for the, the coming season. Regarding the hospitality, Michael, what was the, the secretary's room joined on to our hospitality unit? That's now been totally emptied and they're in the process of repainting that and refurbing it. And we're going to be using that, Michael, as a as an expansion room for our hospitality. So we can hopefully we get enough folk wanting to do match day hospitality, we can increase our capacity into that room, or we can use that as a committee room for the away committees again to create capacity for our own guests in their own hospitality. So that's underway just now. It's like everything else, that's halfway through with three weeks to go. The, you mentioned the players' lives, Michael. One of the things we do, um, we've been we're quite keen at Nairn is we may not be the most attractive wage-wise for players, and we 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 stand by that because we have to balance the books. But what we will do, Michael, is that we will look after our players the best we can while they're at Nairn. And what we've decided to do is there's a room, a, quite a reasonable-sized room at the back of the stand, is getting refurbed, and that will be our players' lounge. And basically, that's for the players, their girlfriends, wives, families, um, to congregate and meet. There'll be seats in there, teas, coffees, because we were aware that the families sometimes arrive at a game and a couple of hours before the game, and they're hanging about in the cold a couple of hours afterwards, waiting for the players, so they can go in there, help themselves to tea, coffee, watch the Coronation Street on TV if they want, just have, and also get to bond with other other families, and it just looks after looks after their families. And the people they care for. And that's our way of saying thank you to players and looking after our players. Yeah, there's some, there's some valid, you know, and, and very big. Some of those jobs are slightly bigger than others, but, you know, it'll make such a difference going into next season. And, of course, our club secretary, Finn, who mans our PA system on match, they will also be happy with a further change that you're doing too. Yes, um, because we're throwing about the secretary's office, we had to find somewhere to put them. So we found a small room in the back of the stand. We've, we've moved, we actually finished it today. We've moved the PA system away from the what was his office. And we now put a connection into the stand. So Finn can now on match day sit in the back of the stand and watch the games with a microphone, hopefully with a better signal. Well, certainly will be, it'll be a hardwired mic, so it'll be a good signal for the microphone so it can be heard. You can also see the entire pitch which takes away any excuses for getting substitutions wrong, goal scorers <laughs> wrong, and you'll still be able to see whether it's a yellow ticket for the, the half-time draw. So hopefully that'll help Finn um, on match day and help the quality of the service we provide on match day to our supporters and our guests. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's just those, again, just thinking about all the different things that are doing it and, and putting a bit of um, thought and, and work into it. And, and as we said, we just want to keep making those gradual improvements. Obviously, we couldn't do a lot of this work without the help of others, you know, volunteers and, and other sort of businesses, etc. cetera, um, that, that help us. Do you want to give a few thank yous while I've got you on? I certainly would. It's always a danger, Michael, with these things that you miss someone out. So everyone who's helped us, whether it's this year, last year, wherever, 
Um, but from my point of view, they're all appreciated very much. So there's a few special mentions, as you say. Um, my very good friend, Graham Kuti, we call him Jabba, um, is absolutely a godsend to me because he's there whenever I need him. He's there helping. He turns his hand to most things. And it's absolutely brilliant of somebody uh, with his um, attention to detail and his passion for the club to be there. He isn't actually a born and bred Nairn County fan, but he's converting there. He's getting that way. He's, we're getting them hooked. A couple other guys, a lot of folk will know Alan Watson. Alan Watson is absolutely brilliant. Alan Watson, I'm sure, stalks me because the amount of times I turn up at the park, whatever time of day it is, and Alan's five minutes behind me. Um, he walks in, what's happening today, Derek? Oh, uh, this, 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 right, okay, I'll give you a hand. And he just gets stuck in. He's an absolute brilliant guy. There's also Scoosh. Scoosh is always there, thereabouts, mucking in. And these guys do things, Michael, and it's not huge tasks in my mind, but they're important tasks. Things like today, Scoosh was weeding the paths. Alan was painting some of the back of the boards. And it's jobs like that that you think, well, that's not very much, but it's huge for me because it then lets me cut the grass, then lets me pay attention to the machines and do other things that need to get done. Um, and I have a new recruit. I don't know if I've told you, I have a new recruit in the, the ground staff. And this gives you a wee bit of idea about Nairn County as a team. Um, my new recruit is a young man, Mr. Ronnie Sharp. <laughs> as a, he's been here. He's now in the second week of his apprenticeship. And it's absolutely brilliant that the team manager, the first team manager, is coming along most days, rolling up his sleeves and getting absolutely stuck in. Um, he has, still hasn't bought the biscuits yet for the tea break, but uh, that's part of his apprenticeship. But no, but that's the type of club we are, Michael, that um, we get folk just rolling up their sleeves and getting stuck in. And it's brilliant. Anyone can spare an hour, a couple of hours, whatever it is. It's always welcome, Michael. Always welcome. And we've been fortunate with support from the local golf clubs as well, haven't we? Yeah, I was going to mention that. Um, we, do, we get a lot of fantastic advice from um, Richie Ewan at Nairn Golf Club. Richie has got the patience of a saint because the questions I ask him must drive him absolutely nuts. Um, he's, he's always there to help for advice and he tells us exactly what we should be doing. I had no experience with any of this before I got involved. And Richie just says, right, Derek, you need to be doing this, you need to be doing that. And it's absolutely brilliant. I can't thank him enough. I really can't. There's also Titch Richard Johnson at Nairndon Bar. Titch is always on hand if you need, if you need a, a borrow to borrow any machinery, any equipment. He's absolutely brilliant to, to come in and help us. So these guys are, without these guys, if we couldn't do it because we wouldn't know what to do. Uh, they're, knowledge. they're experts in their fields. We've got two of the best golf courses in Scotland, if not the UK, on our doorstep. And to have the two experts from these clubs helping Nairn County is something most clubs would bite their hand off for. Yeah, that's great. Anybody else that you want to thank, Derek? Or, or we um, could be here all night, I think. We could, we could go through the entire, entire phone book. But uh, yeah, there's guys like um, Gordy Stewart's been in helping paint boards, Bob Towns. Um, there's just there's guys like that. Donald Wilson, they pop in now and again and they're always there to, when we need them and it's absolutely brilliant, the club can survive without these guys and the help that they give Yeah um, and you know, during this podcast we'll get on to, to the fan survey in a wee bit after we speak Derek but there were several people who volunteered to help the ground um, uh, as part of the, the survey um, that didn't leave an email address for, for us to get in touch with 
And if there's anybody listening to this, uh, for example, Derek, that, that maybe want to, to lend a hand, how what's the best way to go about it? The best is, Michael, is through any of our social media channels, send a, a private message to any of through any of these channels. Or I, I'm, when I'm at the park, I'm at the park usually, well, definitely on the Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays, from about back of eight onwards. If anyone's ever passing the park, the door is always open for folk to see around, just to come and say hello, see if you want to get involved, come and have a chat. Um, don't be a stranger, pop in, just ask, is there anything I can do to help? The answer will be yes. <laughs> There's always a job to be done. There's always a job to be done. Always good man, Derek. Uh, thanks very much for that. And uh, yeah, good luck with the rest of it. Thanks. He's <laughs> some man, Derek, isn't he? Oh, yeah, you're not wrong. Uh, he'll turn his hand to anything, that man, uh, up at that park. Um, and if there's, you think when he gets one job done that he might put his feet up and relax for a bit and then all of a sudden he has a great idea to go and do something else which is going to take up most of his time in the day. So, um, so yeah, fair point. I and mean, as he says, it's you know it's a team effort. There's a fantastic band of volunteers up there that give up so many man hours and, and it, we really couldn't function without them. If you had to pay somebody to... To come in and do that work or the number of people to come in and do that work it would just be completely unsustainable so uh so yeah it's a big thank you to to derek and the rest of the gang from from myself and everyone else at the club certainly yeah and, and the pitch is absolutely immaculate it's it's a fantastic playing surface and obviously will help or make your job a bit easier when it comes to attracting players um by by sort of promising them you know the the, the playing surface that they can play on what some of you listening won't know is Derek damaged his hand before the end of the season, uh, and has had a, a had a wrist of sport on his uh, on it for for nine weeks or so. Despite this, as Graham said, he's been up at the ground nearly every day doing what he can, and and far far more than what the doctor will have recommended. So um, again, thank you to Derek for his unbelievable commitment and a, a dedication to to making the pitch and the ground what it is. Before we move on uh, to what else is happening around the club, we have to discuss the very sad news of the passing of Nairn County and general Nairn legend uh, that was uh, Stan Brown. Yeah, I mean, very sad, sad news to, um, today, Michael. Um, it's been a difficult day. Um, Stan was obviously... Uh, before my time when he was a player, but a championship winning player held in the highest regards um, by his teammates. Um, I don't think anyone needs me to, to tell them about Stan's career. It's, it's well known um, within the town, but from a personal point of view, I've known Stan a long time. And when I was in um, primary school at, at Rosebank, Stan was um, one of the coaches of the football team. Uh, I used to help out, so first sort of got to know him then. and. Um, and then when I was when I was in the academy, I think in sixth year, I was um, helped Stan. He took one, one of the younger years. I think it might be in the second year team, and um, I used to help Stan with the, the coaching there as well. And it just weren't so much like he had this um, this just that knack of being able to um, just make everything so simple when it came to football. But uh, I say that like it's something that would be easy, but you know, take a you know. A fair, a good football brain and intelligence to be able to do that, just put things into understandable terms. And I learned, as I say, I learned a lot from that. Um, and obviously, then you stand from his time in the West Elite and, and being involved in the, the football club. And um, 
and when I went and wrote the book, the centenary book in um, in twenty fourteen, I was fortunate enough to spend a lot of time in in Stan's company. Um, we actually went to. This was after he'd finished um, with the West Away. He didn't have the he wasn't the proprietor anymore. But we went up there um, one evening to have a sit down and a chat about his career and about his times in football and uh, to get some quotes for the book. And um, so we're sitting and chatting away, just sitting in the corner chatting away. And um, you know, I was just uh, really engaged in everything he said and what felt like maybe like half an hour passed and uh, the barman, we maybe like we were over there, we were there at maybe about seven or eight o'clock. And as I say, but maybe I felt in my mind was maybe half an hour passed. And the barman comes over and he says, um, that's last orders, guys. So you know, we'd been there for like hours on end, but um, but I just passed it a blink of an eye and, um, you know, certainly cherish that, um, that memory. And um, I think I've still got the recording actually of the uh, conversation that we had that night. So, um, yeah, so I just as you said, just I think you've seen the 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 the, the regard the man was held in by the the number of um, nice sort of comments and tributes that have been made on our Facebook page in the last couple of hours, and um, I just would like to extend our um, deepest sympathies to uh, Karen, uh, Kirsten, Kerry, Martin, uh, and the rest of the extended family as well. It's um, it's obviously. Um, them that will feel the loss of stand the hardest and um yeah as i say we extend our condolences to them all this time yeah he was a great man obviously moving on um we i mentioned the fan survey when we were talking to derek uh, about the the ground and the, and the work that he's doing and i just want to say a big thank you to everybody who completed it it is our second year of doing it and we surpassed the number of respondents by a fair bit uh, compared to last year it is very useful for the club as we want to do more of what you as fans want from the club we are already planning some fundraising events for the club based on some of the insights as you might have seen we are sending more club updates via email and we'll be tailoring these as we go to match what people want to see and what they've told us we're also aware and, and we could that we could and should have more of a presence around the town uh, we ran a stall at the recent jubilee street market and we'll be hoping to do more similar things as we go we have also started rolling out some new branding for the club um, which you might have seen on social media so if you run a local business don't be surprised if someone from the club asks for you to display some posters for us or, or, or whatever else and, and any um support there would be greatly appreciated we are speaking to Scottish FA uh, about some community football opportunities in the town, but we do need support with this if we manage to get it off the ground at all. So if you are interested in helping with community football in there, please get in touch. We did have a couple of people respond in the survey, but again, some didn't leave an email address. So um, as I said, please don't hesitate to, to reach out to us. And finally, and I can't promise anything, but we might have some hot dogs in the tea hat available for next season, maybe. <laughs> Um, again, you know, we wanted to canvas opinion on a wide range of different things and, you know, the tea hat um, is now solely run by the club and so all profits go back into the club now um, from the tea hat. So again, looking to develop the offering there where we can. Congratulations to Sean Wood as well. Um, while I'm at it, who was drawn at random from the survey respondents to win the season ticket. So, so well done to you, Sean. On the sponsor front, 
Graham, we are delighted to welcome our new main sponsor on board, aren't we? Oh, absolutely, yeah. Um, really happy to have Mary Travel on board uh, as our new main sponsor. Really excited about um, the developing that relationship going forward and, and working alongside Scott and Sarah and the team at, uh, at Mary Travel. Um, uh, we had a, a, a Derek and Cindy had a, a meeting with Scott um, a few uh, sort of months ago now, a month or so ago when I, I had COVID, so I missed it. But um, but yeah, they had really positive talks, very positive discussions. And, you know, everything uh, that, you know, Mary Travel can do chimes with what we're looking to do, the values of the organisation, um, you know, the, the way that they look to um, striving for success, all these kind of things that they want to, to achieve. And it, it really just it sounds like just a perfect fit. Um, they're looking to establish a foothold in the community in Nairn um, and um, I think ho- they're hoping that involvement with us will help achieve that um, as I say I think we can learn a lot from Mary Travel um, and the way that they've grown and developed their organisation um, and the way that they set their stall out as a company as well so um, I think it will be a really, um, a really good mutually beneficial relationship over the next three years and as I say we're we're all really excited for for the season to come around um, and really kick things off in earnest um, and welcome the guys from Murray Travel to Station Park um, for a match day and show them what it's all about firsthand um, and as I say continue to um, develop and grow and hopefully strengthen our ties with them um, over the duration of the contract. Yeah, um, and if you're considering a holiday, and who can blame you with some of this weather, please go and visit Murray Travel for, for a few quotes. Tell them the county sent you, and they will look after you very well. We will be announcing some new sponsors for our training and warm-up wear soon too, so thank you in advance to those companies for f- supporting the club. There are still a handful of opportunities remaining um, in terms of supporting the club and, 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 spot- and some sponsorship. Our commercial brochure is available via LinkedIn or, or from getting in touch with the club. Um, so please go and check it out if it's something that you think you might be interested in. What I would say is if you're after a pitch side advertising board, I would be very quick. We have been inundated with new advertisers, which is a great problem to have. Um, so if you and if you currently have a board, we will be in touch about renewal soon as well. So um, there's lots going on um, in, in the sponsorship um, front for the club which is great and it's great to see a number of um, local businesses and, and businesses from slightly further afield um, really looking to, to support the club it means so much to us and it allows us to do um, a lot of what we hope to be able to achieve w- with our plans and Graham, you're busy as well um, you're currently going through and managing the renewals of the player sponsorships aren't you? Yeah, that's um, come around again. So, yeah, I've been in touch with all the guys who are existing player sponsors. So if, uh, if anyone's listening that um, hasn't picked up on that, any business or uh, individual that sponsored a player last season, um, we've been in touch to ask if you would like to renew your sponsorship of your said player. Um, we really need to hear back uh, from you as soon as you can. Um, if that's of interest, we've sent all the details of um, the pricing and that for the new season. Uh, and what that what you get for your um, for your sponsorship as well. So, if you can let us know on that one, um, then we can um, we'll know that who will have available um, 
for sponsorships when we um, put it out to the the wider support um probably in some time in the next couple of days yeah and as i said we're just talking about the new main sponsor there and with a new main sponsor it means a new kit um and i'll be honest we would have hoped to have been able to show you the new kit by now but you know just to give an insight into running the club behind the scenes we had to make a last minute change to who our new kit supplier was going to be so as you can imagine that has delayed things slightly um we are excited to want and, and really want to be able to show you them so hopefully we'll be in a position to do this asap um let's just say say they are very near um so yeah as i said looking forward to um showing them off and getting them on sale uh, Graham, before we finish up, anything else you would like to add? Um, no, nothing that immediately jumps to mind, Michael. Um, just that obviously um, it's uh, one of the sort of one of my favourite days of the season when we get back to pre-season training Saturday, like like it will be on Saturday, because that means the countdown is officially on. Um, so as I say, we boys are back in on Saturday. Uh, looking forward to. To see them all again, um, I know we do keep in touch uh, over the course season, but you know it's good to get everybody together again. Um, and then, um, as I say, the countdowns then on um, to the first game, and um, maybe by the next time we're on, we might have some highly league fixtures to talk about as well. So, um, and then that will soon roll around, and um, we'll be up and running again. So, uh, so yeah, just um, just yeah, really looking forward to to getting going again and seeing all the guys on Saturday yeah as you said um, hopefully well we'll definitely know we've played some games the next time we do an update but we should be in a place with some Highland League fixtures by that point as well thanks again for listening to our latest roundup as always don't hesitate to reach out to the club via social media or email us info at nearcountyfc.co.uk if we can help you with anything at all or you'd like to help us in any way And, yep, we'll speak to you again next month with our latest update.